0: or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's
1: new right here on your classic metal show from the uh, CD, what is it called? It's, um, I wasn't even, prepared. what's it to you? There you go. And kicking off the show, we heard uh, Scorpions with Passion Rules the Game. And a guy who has passion like I've never seen before for the CMS and the CMS radio network and all things CMS related, especially in the last, uh, I'm going to say six months, a good friend, technician, and uh creator, Chris Aiken. What's going on, Chris? What
2: is up, sir? How are we doing?
1: Uh, what's up with that big uh, Santa Claus beard? you look looking grisly, more grizzlier than ever. Just letting it
2: go for a while. <laughs> it's, it's only two months. If you go back in the videos two months ago, I shaved it completely off. Yeah. You know, this is this is what happened. This is two months. I have no low tea for
1: this fucker. That's for sure. Yeah, look at you, Mister Santa Claus beard.
2: It's definitely, I've definitely got that fucking. I've got the Santa belly. I've got the Santa beard. All <laughs> I need is all I need is a Santa calendar, and I'm ready to fucking have kids pissing on my lap.
1: Yeah, well, we're you look like old man Winter.
2: <laughs> well, Winter is what. Maybe I'll shave it off once once we have like a 75 degree day.
1: Well, it's getting there. We're supposed to be at least here tomorrow. I think we're supposed to be like 65. So it's getting close. It's getting close.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, that's kind of the reason I haven't shaved it is just because it's been cold and I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to shave my face and then be cold, you know, and then be fucking 31 degrees again and be like, fuck this, you know, (laughs) and really with this beard, as long as it is now, people can't tell if I'm wearing a fucking mask or not. So it's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's your natural mask. It is, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man. It's like, uh, of, man, it's like, it's like, it's um, like, it's like vag hair. It's supposed to protect uh, your lips and and the sensitive parts of your face.
2: Yeah, well, I better not get near Jackal. He'll want to fuck my face with <laughs> this <sweat laughs> much hair on it.
1: <laughs> That's true. I saw, I saw somebody put a picture in the, uh. Chat room earlier, some blonde girl. I, I'm sure she's probably famous. So she yeah. she looked she looked like somebody. I I know who she is, but I don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. Looking at it, and she's got the full on bush going on. I'm just like, I don't, oh, who, yeah, who, I don't know who that is. The blonde girl. I don't know. I've seen her face before, but yeah,
2: I'm a dude. Not. Yeah, she got a dude face. Yeah, she does. No thanks.
1: Yeah. That snapper looks like it could probably swallow you.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Heck. All right. I just had I just ate something before uh <laughs> I this show. I just not gonna look at that now.
2: Yeah. Now you can train your camera on it since so you just threw it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. All right. What a way to get the show started.
2: Somebody said that's
1: Becky Lebeau. Who well who is she? I mean, what what is her claim to fame? Is she is she, she a, a porno chick or is she a actress or what what is her deal? I think she's famous for having a terrible snapshot in the CMS chat. <laughs> is that what
2: I it that is? Her, I think that's her claim to fame right now. Jesus Christ!
1: Yuck! Yeah, I could do without that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you, you t- typically I really enjoy you know the badge, but she she's got kind of an ugly badge.
2: Goes with an ugly everything else. She's not an attractive lady.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe she's a she, he, he, she. It could be. Maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's really Rachel Levine. Yeah, it could be. Mm. Yuck. All right. Well, anyway, here we are. We're back uh, in, uh, in mid-March here. What is it? The 20th already and the clocks are ahead and spring mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, not far. And Biden has fallen downstairs and, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's right. Yeah, we're back, man. So here we are.
2: Well, it's good to see that people are finally making their way out again. That's fucking nice.
1: Yeah, I, I was out and about this morning early. I, I was up and out of the house by uh, 10 o'clock this morning.
2: Wow, look at you.
1: Yeah, I had a meeting with my landscaper. I'm I'm having some landscaping done around the house. Okay. So I had a meeting with him at 10. And then, uh, then I had uh, my car tires uh, balanced after riding up and down the roads that are just all bumpy and shit from all the winter plowing and stuff. I had to get my tires all balanced. I was going to, I text you earlier today Mm -hmm. and I went to, I went to go get my tires balanced and I wanted to get my alignment checked.
2: Right. And,
1: uh, so when I went to the tire place that I normally go to, I I was just like, yeah, I was going to get my, uh, you know, front end alignment checked. And you're telling me you don't do that here anymore. He goes, well, it's not that we don't do it here anymore. It's just that when our technician left uh, to, to do other things, I guess, they haven't been able to find a replacement. He says, nobody, no one has applied for the job. Jeez, No one. He says, he says I'm surprised I have the staff that I have here now. He says, I can't get anyone to come to work because, uh, you know, when we had, uh, you know, the unemployment along with the government subsidy and right. all that other shit, that extra money. He says, uh, people just would rather stay home and, you know, collect the money. You
2: no, know, I hear Sal's on his way to getting fired. Maybe he could go work there at the tire <laughs> company.
1: <laughs> Is that true? Oh, that's,
2: that's a rumor I've heard.
1: Oh, that's a rumor. Well, anyway, uh, so anyway, he, he said, yeah, I, I'd like to be able to offer you that service, but we, we can't find anyone to work.
0: Hmm.
2: Well, it's, it's not surprising. Dude, if you can make, if you. If you can make, let's say $700 a week doing, doing tires, or you can make $900 a week sitting on your ass watching TV. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. I know I would do the 700 and just find a second gig, but most, most lazy pieces of shit wouldn't would take the lazy money. Yeah, they would. They would just like, well, why do I have to work? I can make more sitting at home. That's going to be good for me. You know, cause, cause why would you think past today?
1: Yeah, cuz you know when when that money runs out and you have to go get employment, then they're going to go, well, "What have you been doing for the last year?"
2: Well, let me tell you about everything that's been on Netflix for the last 2 years.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so anyway, then then I headed over to uh, the CMS PO box. Okay. I took a ride over there and checked the PO box over there and then uh uh then oh, then I then I went to the auto parts store cuz <laughs> I I needed to get some brakes front brake, my car. Okay. And, uh, so I did that. And then, uh, I, you know, I, by the time I got home, it was afternoon already. It was like close to two o'clock already. Right. And so, uh, you know, I just kind of hung around here and watch, watch a little bit of TV, took a little bit of a nap and here I am. Nice. Yeah.
2: Well, I got up at the, um, cracking hour of noon today and, uh, (laughs) Yeah, I literally stayed in bed. I've only been awake all day total, like six hours. Well, there cause, you are. Because I, I, of course, I stayed up all fucking night. I mean, I was up until, oh, I don't know, seven in the morning or something. And then, um, you know, got up at noon, was up doing the, working on CMS radio, and then took my six o'clock nap, slept till 8.30. Now here I am.
1: Yeah, about that.
2: Ready to rock. This is, this, I'm it's such a weird thing because every Saturday I have to change my schedule. You know, I have to change from morning work schedule to evening schedule. Otherwise, by by the end of the fucking show, I'll be like, uh
1: huh, yeah,
2: whatever, <laughs> Neely. Yeah, that's right.
1: You know? yeah, it's 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 quarter it's quarter to three. Let, let's just that's talk, good. Just good it. We we gave them enough. Yeah.
2: Don't you want to play like ten songs in a row to end this show tonight? <laughs> I definitely get there sometime. I ain't gonna lie you know that, that fucking 2 to 3 is a bitch of an hour if i'm not engaged in it or if i'm tired or if my back's hurting or some shit like that i'm just like fuck
1: this yeah i get you i'd,
2: I'd rather do anything else but luckily my back the, dude it's such a weird weird thing and certainly look at me i'm not the bill of fucking great health by any means but i am gonna i'm gonna throw out a a, a little plug for my man DDP I've been I've been doing the DDP pretty pretty constantly now for daily for the last 2 weeks since my foot really stopped hurting. I've been doing the weightlifting again for 2 weeks. My back pain is just all but gone. Well, that's good. I don't have any right now back pain. Just none, which, you know, hope it stays that way, but it's, you know, and I'm getting back into it a little bit too, which is weird. It's yeah, you, you know how it is with working out, dude. When you don't do it for a while and then you start getting back into it, those first couple of weeks just suck. Yeah, they do. Just that. And it's not even the workout. The workout isn't that bad. Once you get into it, it's that thinking about starting. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: that, the, it's the motivation.
2: It's that, all right, I really, and I can tell you how it is with me. I can't work out in the afternoon because that I just won't do it. I end up getting busy and doing other things, so I have to do it first. And it's that I'm sitting in bed in the morning. I'm just jonesing for fucking coffee. And it's like, all right, do you go get the coffee or do you do your fucking yoga? And it's like, uh, and I'm sitting there and then I, I start fiddling around with the TV to turn it. I, I run it through my Plex server so i'm I'm fiddling around trying to get that shit going, and it's like, well, maybe I could just lay back down for another half hour, and you know, you know, I go through four hundred goddamn steps before I actually like, all right, stand up, grab the ball, lift
1: up, you know all the yeah, fun I, I've, oh, I've I've been there believe me, I've been there
2: oh it's it's a bitch when you're but once you get going, like now it's like I wake up and it's like, all right, there's not even a thought of doing anything else. Now the thought is literally get up and do the yoga because that's what you do now, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, I I do feel better. I don't feel like I'm losing a fucking ounce of weight, but whatever, as long as I feel good, I don't give a shit how much I weigh. It's not like I'm courting a wife. Yeah. So who gives a fuck?
1: Yeah. I remember there was a time way back in I think it was like 2000. I want to say either 2001. Let's see. When was it? 2002. It was either two, I think it was the whole year of 2001. Yeah. I I was in such a depression. Uh, I I was, you know, I was going to work every day. Never missed a day at work. I did my job and stuff. But, and even though I was doing this show on Saturday uh, from the radio station, right? uh, I went to that. I I gladly went to that. Mm -hmm. But uh, on the weekend, when, when I wanted to get up and do something like clean the house or, you know, just do some, running around or do some um uh, errands and things. Right. Um it was almost a whole year and it typically on Sunday. I I usually I usually did all my laundry and I would, you know, clean the apartment and do all this stuff. And I just could not I, I had to sit there and talk to myself for mm-hmm. the longest time to to try to get myself to get up and do something. Right. And if I go, well, if I could just vacuum the living room. That's that's one step, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it was, it was like, I couldn't even tell you, it was like being glued to the couch. I just couldn't get up. No matter what I did, I could not motivate myself to get off the couch. And I I didn't even realize that I was in such a depression. And I, and I realized, and I after and I had, was in an involved in a relationship and that relationship came to an end, and all of a sudden, that whole depression just was lifted. It, it it just went away, just like that.
2: That's the one I went with you to Melodic Fest with?
1: No, 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 no. This was way back in 2001. Copier? No, even before, before, that. before I moved here. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. Yeah, so when that ended, all of a sudden, that depression just went totally away. Yeah, I get it. It it was the weirdest thing. It was like a black cloud was just lifting, you know, but, but I never experienced anything like that in my life. I felt like a, a weight was just keeping me, just keeping me from being able to get up and do anything. Sure. And, and I would sit there and I would have these conversations, okay, you could just get up now. If you could only just, you know, clean off the counter, just clean off the counter. You know what I mean? It was so bad.
2: Dude, it happens though, man. And especially, you know, that the one thing that I think you and I both did right during this pandemic, because there's a lot of people right now fighting through fucking depression, just lots and lots of people. And I think the one thing both you and I did right was we kept busy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you you didn't miss a day at work. Your place didn't close. What, what you guys closed one day and that was for power, not for. Yeah, no, that was just closed. for
1: a power issue that that really had nothing to do with the pandemic.
2: So your, your work schedule, your work system didn't change at all. None. So you didn't have a chance to sit home and be depressed about this fucking world, you know, and same here when COVID started, that's when I went hyper crazy with the interviews and that led to, you know, CMS podcast network getting built and Aftershock starting and now CMS, you know, radio and heavy metal television, blah, 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 blah. You know, it just led to all these things that kept me so busy that I didn't have time to sit around going, The world is over and I'm gonna die. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. So many people they sat home watching fucking serial killer porn and 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 being you know, well, I better stay home now. It's fucking everything's dangerous. Yeah. The air is dangerous. If I breathe it, I'm gonna die. If I go outside, some serial killer's gonna kill me. You know, it's like, oh geez, just go fucking do something.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I did go do something last night. I, yeah. I did get out of the house. I, it's actually been the first Friday night that I've gotten out in a while, you know, just, just to do something. Sure. Our, uh, our good friend, Jason Starkey from, um, Iron Dragon. Right. Uh, he was in town. He's our, he's our friend who, you know, did the song, uh, pass the pussy and, right. uh, try it before you buy it. Mm-hmm. The, the song that you sang on. Yeah. Deliver little gang vocal on Mm -hmm. uh so he came into town from seattle and he was filling in as the basis for a scorpions tribute band called second sting okay and uh strangely enough they were playing in portage indiana which you know people who don't live there or don't uh necessarily go there for any reason a lot of the outlying areas they refer to it as uh, poor trash indiana (laughs) nice and, uh, so that's where they were playing and this club, I never even knew it existed. I guess it's fairly new. I wasn't even aware of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's called the rocks. R O X X.
2: Ooh, two On
1: the, Yeah. On the rocks is what it's called. Wow. And, uh, it's a sports bar and, uh, like a little, you know, little, uh, music venue. Okay and uh i guess uh, this this club the scorpion's tribute band i guess is good enough to where they were you know it was worth it for this club to bring them all the way in from seattle to do a show tonight i think the show is just starting as a matter of fact okay up there and uh so they came in a day early and um i uh, went out they they were doing their sound check last night okay at this club. And, you know, again, I went and this, this place was packed I'm sure. and then it was uh, you know, it's a sports bar. So it had like pool tables and, and uh, darts and everything. And a lot of people there, you know, a lot of people, and, and what surprised me is I wasn't even aware of it, but this was a bar that you could still smoke in. Oh, cool. You <laughs> so, you know, for people who smoke, I guess that's cool. For me, I walked in the door and I went, Whoo! <laughs> you know, it was just like, wow, these people are smoking at the bar. Okay. I, I think it's, it's been forever since I've been to a bar that you could smoke inside.
2: I wonder how that's legal. I didn't even think that was legal anymore.
1: I don't know, but everybody was doing it. And, uh, you know, um, so I walked in with the mask, you know, cause it said right at the door, you know, no entry without a mask. So I walk in there just about nobody's wearing a mask. Yeah. You were the one. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, I just walked in, and you know, people were sitting at the bar smoking, and you know, people playing pool and playing darts and sure. hanging out, and uh, you know, a couple of people had a mask, but just about nobody did. And nice. the, you know, and the bartender, the the bartendresses, I guess, hmm. uh, they were they were wearing masks. The people who right. worked there were wearing
0: the
2: mask. Well, maybe that's who the sign was for.
1: I guess. So, uh, you know, I went up to the bartender and I told her, I said, Hey, I, I'm here to, uh, with, with some friends for, from second sting. I said, where, where are they at? She go, oh, they're over in the other part of the building. they in the other room, uh, you know, practicing or whatever. They were doing okay. sound checks. She goes, yeah, go, go right on in there. So I went in and, you know, it's a pretty good sized room. Nice, uh, nice stage, good, you know, good equipment, nice lights, you know, all kinds of stuff. Right. You know, we're pretty well done. nice, nice new, fairly new venue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the guys were up there uh, doing sound check, and then Jason saw me come in and he come down off the stage. and, you know, I never met the guy before, you know, sure. So, uh, you know, we kind of made acquaintances there, and the guys were warming up. I am telling you, Chris, this singer for this Scorpion's tribute band, holy shit, if Klaus ever dies on stage and Scorpions want to continue on, He's the guy. Huh? He's the guy. This guy is absolutely amazing. He was cool. doing a lot of acapella and, you know, just getting his uh, mic set and everything. Right. And he was just belting out, uh, Scorpions tunes, you know, just acapella. Nice. And he was just dead on key. And I was just like, holy cow. This guy's amazing.
2: Well, there you
1: go. Yeah. So they, they, uh, you know, they got it all tuned, dialed in and they ran through, uh, three or four songs. Right. So, uh, you know, because I'm not there tonight, I at least got to see half the set last night, you know, but yeah, it was cool. But uh, yeah, all the guys were good dudes, you know, and and here's the funny part. Mm -hmm. The, uh, I don't know if he was the manager or if he was the owner of the club or whatever, but he kept popping in there and uh, he was giving everybody drinks for free. Nice. And then uh, they serve food at this place too, because it's a bar and grill. And, and so after the guys were done with their sound check, uh, they came in with menus and asked the guys if they wanted to order up and whatnot. And so they ordered up, they didn't get their food till an hour and 20 minutes later. (laughs) And it was just like, are you, are they, are they cooking something back there? You know, and it it took an hour and 20 minutes just to get a burger and some fries. Probably had to order it from across town. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then the, the. the, the gal who worked there she would kept she kept popping in and apologizing she said well one of our you know we only have one guy back there cooking and one of our grills went down and this happened and that happened and you know just giving us the whole sob story about what was going sure. on back there and you know there there's a lot of orders tonight and people are ordering this chicken and blah 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 you know the whole thing
0: right. but uh, I hung
1: out with those guys till about midnight last night. Okay. And, and, uh, but very, very cool. So if you ever, if you ever see or have the opportunity, if they, they, you know, are out playing around in your area, they're called second sting. Okay. And, uh, really, really good. I mean, just sounds great.
2: That's cool, man.
1: So, so they are, they are one of those better tribute bands that are out there that, uh, you know, obviously pay homage to, uh, a very, uh, Classic band, you know, whether it's like the atomic punks who do a uh, tribute to Van Halen with, right. you know, our good friend Ralph Sains used to front that. Sure. Because you know, that guy does a you know, awesome David Lee Roth. Sure. And Satchel did a great, uh, Eddie, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, that's where they broke off from atomic punks and obviously are doing steel Panther. Right. And then our, our friend Jason, his band Iron Dragon, they're kind of like a Steel Panther. Sure. Where they, they make goofy songs. You know, obviously we played a few here. Mm-hmm. And uh it's just funny, you know, because they got the goofy stage names and everything too. You know, they do the whole weird combo names where they make have made up names and stuff. But sure. but yeah, it was it was fun. It was nice getting out. But man, I'll tell you, now I remember why I don't go to Portage. <laughs> I mean the uh, the clientele there. Oh my god, bad, huh? Well, it's 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 your typical hick, uh, you know, your hick Indiana crowd. You know, the pickup driving, uh, mullet wearing, you know, beer t shirt guys with the ball caps and you know, beer swilling, and the chicks with the uh, you know ill fitting jeans and you know two they're wearing tops and things that are you know. They might be a war in the '80s, but now they're three times too small. Sounds like my kind of place. You know what I mean? And they got the they got the bleach blonde, over processed hair <laughs> and the missing teeth and shit like that. You know, It's just like, nah, like, if I we left
2: now, I could get there.
1: <laughs> it was just like. Now I remember why I don't go out. This is why I don't go anywhere. And and the and the owner was telling us he was just like, well, you know, another another night here in Portage, Indiana. I got my work cut out for me tomorrow. And he goes, somebody broke one of the um, punched a hole in the wall. Someone broke one of the uh, sinks in the men's room. They tore it off the wall. Uh, he, I can't remember what else. He, I said, all this happened tonight. He goes, yeah, just tonight. <laughs> so people punching holes in the wall and tearing sinks off the, off the wall in the bathroom and shit.
2: Dude, that's, that's why our friend Billy Morris got out of the club business. Cause he got tired of fixing bathrooms. Yeah. Same, same reason. He used to always tell me, you know, He, he would always, it was a running joke with him and I, he he had this fictitious band name called eye gouger. Okay. He was always like, yeah, next thing I know, I'm booking eye gouger and fixing sinks, you know, (laughs) because that was always the deal. Anytime he brought in any kind of a band with any kind of heavy heaviness to him, his fucking
1: bathrooms got destroyed. That's the weirdest thing, man. It's like, why, why would you go into a public restroom and just tear things apart? Cause you're metal, man. Yes. But I never understood that. Like I, you know, how many times have you ever gone into a a men's room, a public men's room and like the, on, like on the stall, the, the locks are broken. Oh yeah. Uh, How does that happen?
2: Mm. Although I, I will admit I have kicked a kicked a door off of a fucking bathroom in
1: once. Why, why were you mad at something or were you, I was,
2: I was chasing a guy down. He went in the bathroom to hide. And I came in the bathroom, and he locked himself in the in the like the oh. handicap stall or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just came right up and put a boot on it and knocked it clean off its fucking
1: hinges. But but you didn't just intentionally go in there and kick a door open.
2: No, no, no. It wasn't. It, I wasn't mad at the door. I was mad at the shit that was sitting near the toilet, not in the <laughs> toilet.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've never had that inclination to just go into some public place and just start destroying the place Mm. and i don't get that mentality and i get it people get boozed up or you Mm -hmm. know up and they you know do some stupid shit but man it's like you you can't go anywhere without somebody just making you know fucking things up
2: well and it dude you know what i think and i'm not making an excuse but i think it does come with youth older people don't do that and i know you know you who's you know, goddamn near Jesus his whole life. You never did anything <laughs> stupid, but you know, I even wrote about it in, in, um, in, and other things, you know, one of, one of my more renowned stories in Korea was I got all fucked up and I didn't like the tunes that they were playing in the club and the guy wouldn't change the tunes that he was playing in a club. And I walked right up on the fucking speakers and put my fist through the speakers, huh? just oh, right hey. through the Right through the JBL, they were giant JBL concert speakers. and it, Oh, it was a mess because it ended up being, oh, I, you know, then it turned into a big fight with me and my friends and the security and, <laughs> and, you know, then I get arrested. Then I had to, I ended up having to be a bouncer for a year at the club or for six months or whatever it was at the club to pay back my debt because I couldn't afford the damage, you know, and it, it was it was an absolute mess, but it happened and it, and it was for no reason, you know, it, it wasn't, I wasn't even mad at people. I was just, I didn't like the fucking songs that he was playing. And I was, I was hot and I still remember what I was drinking. I was hopped up on Yukon Jack and, and we had been playing quarters with Yukon Jack, which was not a real good idea anyway, but I did. I just, I didn't, I told the bar, the guy to play the tune. I like, oh, put on some fucking better tunes, dude. And he was, he, next thing he played was like Brown Eyed Girl or some shit. <laughs> And I just got right up and I'm "I'm not listening to this fucking shit anymore. (laughs) Fucking put my fist right through a a $1,200 JBL fucking concert speaker. And I walked to the other side of the stage and did it to the other side too. was like, fucking idiot.
1: Yeah, look at you beating up the stage monitors.
2: Yeah, I showed them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I certainly showed them a thing or two. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, I sure did. See this, well, is, see, this is what happens when you don't play the tunes that I like. That's right. How, Dude, I look back at it now, and the
2: only thing I could think of is, how did I not get kicked out of the military? You know, you would have thought. I mean, that's, you know, it wasn't even on base. It wasn't like it was a post bar. This was off off the base. This is like international incident type shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, and, you know, I would come back, and they'd be like, okay, well, you know, you're cutting grass for three weeks. That was, that was always my punishment. You're going to have to cut grass for three weeks. You know, you, you, I never even got like what they called an article 15, which was like the permanent, the permanent mark on your record. It was always, well, we're going to, we're going to make you cut grass for three weeks and you have to sign in and out every, every three hours when you're not at, at your office. Okay. Big deal. <laughs> Just had people bring booze in and drank a party there. It was no biggie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> you're not going to stop me, pal.
2: Dude. Well, they couldn't even stop me with fucking an abuse. They made me take that an abuse that med the meds that makes it so that you can't drink, you know, but I figured out real quick that if you just drank real heavy, like first, like when you first start the day, you just go and you just like chug, you know, beers or whatever, beers or shots or something that it'd make you throw up. But once you threw up, then you were fine. <laughs> they lied They lied and said, oh, it'll fucking kill you if you do it. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck that. It can't kill me. You know? So I did. I just would like, you know, when, when we were going to party or whatever, I was on the abuse, but I would just take like a, a six pack and I would just shotgun them. I would shotgun six beers real fast. And within 10 minutes, I'd be throwing up all over the place. But then it was done. That was like, all right, well, it's out of my system now. Let's go. <laughs> Time to party.
1: Yeah, there you are. I knew the game. Because passion rules the game sure did i had a passion for partying man a passion for the three P's, apparently yeah Yeah, there you are (laughs) wow man well anyway it it was it regardless of the uh the the, uh surroundings it was you know it was nice to get out a little bit on a friday night And, and it was you know interesting to see the clientele there was a speaking of tribute bands there, there was a guy who came into the bar last night, and uh-huh. he, he was in a Skid Row tri- tribute band. Okay, this guy was Sebastian Bach's doppelganger. Really? He looked exactly like Sebastian Bach. Really? His face, hair. He was about six foot five, tall. I mean, the the, the guy. If if you didn't know better, you would have thought it was Sebastian you go up and thumb snap him no i didn't do that uh, he was talking to the bar owner i'm assuming again i i think this guy was the owner okay. and uh he i heard him talking about a little bit about you know his tribute band and stuff but it was this guy just looking at him i was like holy shit, that is sebastian <laughs> because because he, his face and everything was just dead on really yeah it was the weirdest goddamn thing because uh uh Jason's uh, friend. He says, "Hey, I think Sebastian Bach is here." <laughs> and this guy come walking in. And it's like, holy shit, that is Sebastian. But I think his uh, I think his uh, the tribute band was like uh,
2: Monkey Business or something.
1: Eh, something like that, or Youth Gone Wild or something. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I just overheard oh, him right. talking a little bit, but uh, I don't know if he sang well. I don't know if he sounded like Sebastian Bach, but he sure had the look
2: come on mother trucker you gotta book my band 18 and live yeah come on you gotta book us brother we're gonna, <laughs> br- we're gonna bring the rock and the metal yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i threw him the peace sign and he threw it right back at me
2: <laughs> dumb snaps everything <laughs> yep that was the weirdest thing i ever saw in my life when Neely or when neely when um randy met sebastian and and the two of them were Two of them were acting like they were fucking gangsters from Compton with all their fucking thumb bullshit going on. The both of them snapping their fingers around each other's thumbs and shit. I was like, what are you two doing?
1: Yeah, that was a really bizarre thing. Yeah. Very bizarre.
2: Speaking of Randy, did you see what he did to his fucking hand?
1: I I don't know. Where, where would I see this?
2: Oh, you, you would have seen it online, so you haven't seen it. Dude, I don't know what he did. I haven't asked him, but I saw some pictures of it. He damn near fucking chopped his goddamn hand off. Really? Yeah, like like he's got pins and bolts and everything in his fucking hand.
1: So what did he do? He posted it on social media.
2: Yeah, he posted the x-rays and the pictures and shit out there. I was just
1: and it's like, why, why do people do that?
2: Well, you need sympathy.
1: <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's the kind of shit that just drives me nuts. Look at this. Look at this.
2: Dude, how else How else can you get 300 people to say,
1: hope you're doing okay, bro? Yeah, okay. You know that. I guess I guess I just like to suffer in silence.
2: Well, well
1: everybody's <laughs> different, I guess. <laughs> I can't imagine even thinking, you know, I got to post this. Yeah. Look at my hand. It's all fucked up. I got to post this. And you know, Randy, him and the buds
2: are probably writing a tribute to his hand at this right. point. Right. We're going to, we're going to do a tour called the bleeder to keep it tour. Mm-hmm. This is dedicated to my hand. <laughs> and job and job. Exactly. It's a loudness cover that I'd like to dedicate to my hand. <laughs> it's called hang tough. Sort yeah, of. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh boy. It's ridiculous. Stupid social media. Goddamn.
2: Well, I didn't know that you didn't like social media. Is that, is that something?
1: I just, I, I just find it so uh, narcissistic. I, I guess it's just the narcissism that, you know, oh, look what happened to me. Oh, look, I got to put that out there.
2: You're kidding. I never knew that you didn't like social
1: media. <laughs> It's just the dumbest thing to me. I couldn't tell. It's just dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. And then they said on Twitter. Yeah. And they put a tweet out that said. Mm-hmm. So, and
2: yeah, there you go. Somebody just posted that picture of Randy's fucking hand.
1: Is that really the picture? Yeah. Okay. Let me look. So that's the picture. Well, that's one of them. There's more. Oh, I'm sure. oh look, look, I'm putting this on my social media page. Look at my hand.
2: Well, I, I'm not looking it up. Jackal, since you found the picture, if you could do us the solid, just tell me how many comments there are underneath that. That's all I would like to, I would like to know just to make my point. I'll bet you there's at least a hundred, I'll bet there's a hundred comments or likes or, or sad faces or whatever Yeah. on that post. I'll bet you anything, you know? And that's why people do it. <sighs> Hate it. It's the endorphins, man. The endorphins. When you, yeah. when you see stuff like that,
1: <laughs> What what happened when you were a dude that, hurt your hand or something, you don't say anything about it. And then somebody said, Hey, what happened to your hand? Oh, I kind of fucked it up. It'll be fine. Exactly. And that's it. That's as far as it went.
2: Dude, back in the old days, back when we were kids, there you go. 135 likes and 82 comments.
1: Oh, there you are. That's why. I'm popular. Look at me. Okay, somebody, that's... somebody commented about my hurt little paw. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people did 82 comments.
2: Wow. And I'm sure every one of them is like, get well, bro. Yeah. You'll be fine, bro. You got this dude. You know, I, I I guarantee you that's every one of them. (laughs) You're in my thoughts, man. Uh, Hope it's okay. Yeah. Hope everything's fine. Yeah. Dude. I remember, you know, when we were kids, I'll, I'll give you an exact example. We had, um, I, I was in the summer, I played, you know, summer league baseball every summer. And I worked with my dad, you know, at the, at the Brown Derby, at mm-hmm. the loading trucks and cutting boards and shit. Yeah, man, man stuff. It was man stuff. That was before I turned into a pussy that sits in a chair and types, <laughs> you know, back then I was raised to actually do like man's work. Yeah, of course. And I was doing what we used to, what we used to call to probably still called box corrugation. Which is basically they would give you a big knife, and you would cut the, you know, you would cut the, the ridges of boxes and flatten the boxes. Yeah, they,
1: well, they, they, we just called it breaking down boxes, whatever. Yeah.
2: But we had a room. We had the room called the corrugation room, so they called it box corrugation. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter what it was called. That was that was my job. One day was to cut these fucking boxes and put them on stacks of whatever, hundred, hundred boxes and then band them up and then put them up, you know, band them up, put them on a skid. And then they would take them to the, wherever the recycle place, yeah, exactly. they them, mm-hmm, whatever they fucking did. So, um, my job was to cut the boxes up. Well, sure as shit, because I'm a dumb fuck. Yeah. You sliced I your
1: hand probably
2: sliced my fucking index finger. This, this index finger, it still has a big scar on it. Mm-hmm. Had to get had to get 14 fucking stitches in the, in the hand, you know, because I, you know, I sliced it deep and they, they had to stitch it up. So like I said, I played baseball. I wasn't going to miss baseball because of a fucking stitched up finger. I, you know, I just wrapped it up extra tight, took it out there, stuck it on the outside of the glove. Remember how the glove has like
1: the the hole in the back.
2: Yeah. I I was able to stick my middle finger outside of the glove Mm -hmm. so that it was out. Well, I was playing center field. Somebody hits a ball. I go running. I go running. I dive. I catch the ball. I go to throw it in. I throw the ball in, it's and I look down. Everything's bloody. Blood <laughs> all over my shirt. Blood all over the glove. Yep. Blood everywhere. I didn't even tell anybody. Yeah, I just was like, all right, whatever. You know, I just you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm you know, 500 feet away from anybody, so nobody really sees me. So it wasn't until we came in. To, you know, when we made the third out, we come into play. I grab a bat, like I'm ready to bat. There's blood dripping off my hand and off the bat. My my dad, who was the coach, was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, and he looks, I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And my dad being how my dad was, he's like, you sure you're okay? <laughs> I was like, yep. And literally, he was going to let me bat. I go up to bat. The fucking umpire sees the blood stops the game and makes me go, go. And my mom takes me back to the hospital to get it restitched. Yeah. But uh, that's how it was when we were kids, dude. Hey, you didn't uh, stop just, just rub some dirt in it. You'll be fine. You didn't stop for, you did not stop because you, you, you had a cut or a wound or anything. You just kept on fucking going. That was just the way it was, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, holy shit.
1: Yeah, when I was uh when I was twenty, I, I was a truck mechanic. Right. And I busted my finger open on a on a frame rail on a truck. I was replacing a cross member on a frame right. rail on a truck, and I I was banging it into place with a little sledgehammer and, and the it had a the, the frame rail, the truck had some tension on it, and as soon as that cross member went into place, that frame rail snapped back on it and caught my finger right in between the right. cross member and the frame rail and I tore my finger open and uh it took five stitches to to clean it up that you know i had to go down the street to the you know to the doctor's office there and they you know i'm working in a greasy truck shop and stuff and so my hands are all dirty and i got Mm -hmm. this cut laid open on my finger yeah of course they have to scrub it out with a toothbrush right and before they stitch it all up they stitch it up put five stitches on it went back to work
2: of course you did (laughs)
1: I didn't, I didn't take the day off.
2: No, oh, dude. And if you did, you'd have felt like a bitch. Yeah. The first thing you would have done is gone into work and been, sorry, I had to leave early guys. You know, I fucking sucked.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking at my finger. I can still see the, where the scar was, but yeah, I laid, laid that finger right open. And it was just like, yeah, oh, it's shit. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. go back to work.
2: Yeah, dude, that that's the way it was back in those days, man. You just didn't, you know, we didn't fall for it, and and it really became because our parents didn't fall for it either, you know, dude. An, another another one of these stories. I was, and this was a very deserved punch that I took to the face, <laughs> you know. I I was I was hitting on this one guy. This guy his name is Robert Luhan. I still still it's about the last thing I remember because he knocked me into fucking another universe. But, um, I was hitting on his girlfriend at a dance and I came walking out and next thing I knew I was in my friend's truck. And I mean, I, he knocked me fucking out. Like he cold cocked me, like tapped me on the shoulder and just cold cocked me from behind. Knocked me the fuck out. My friends get me in the car. They're racing me to my house to, so that my mom can, you know, take me to the hospital or whatever. Cause I was like my, my whole eye and face was just ripped open. He hit me with a ring and um, I get home and my mom is like, what, what happened? What happened? And they're telling him what happened. And I just said, I said, yeah, I was talking to so-and-so and and he got mad and fucking hit me, you know, blah, blah, blah. My mom was like, so you were hitting on his girlfriend. Is that what you're telling me? And I was like, yeah, I guess so, ma, you know whatever." And she was like, well, if you want to go to the hospital, then you go yourself. I'm not yeah. taking you when you're acting like that. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, mom I'm bleeding. She's like, Well, squeeze it shut if that's what you need to do because I'm not taking you. And she didn't. I literally sat in my room holding my fucking eye shut. Yeah, you know, holding this wound shut, and then I ended up um, later that night. I ended up taking um, uh, crazy glue. <laughs> okay. And I fucking crazy glued it. I pinched the wound like this and then I crazy glued it. Right. And that was, that was the doctoring that I took. And I never even, even right now, I don't even think of that as odd. I think, I think she was right to not fucking, not coddle me for acting like a dick.
1: Yeah. Well, she, she wasn't going to, uh, to, uh, endorse your poor behavior.
2: No. She was like, you're going to act like that. You're going to take what you get. Yeah. I was like, okay, good. You know, now back then I was like, oh, mom, how could you do this to me? You know, but now I look at him like, man, that's the way it should have fucking been. Yeah. It's a
1: lesson that you never forgot.
2: Yeah. She should have dotted the other eye for being a dick.
1: (laughs) Be perfectly honest. Yeah. There you are. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a lesson learned. Sure. Yeah. So, oh, well, whatever, but yeah, you know, that was, that was the day. And, and I agree with, I think it was Henry Lee summer in the chat room who said social medias get made guys pussies.
2: That's true. It's true because, because of sympathy, you know, just, just, just like we were just showing I'm not ragging necessarily on Randy, although I am in this case, <laughs> you know, um, you know, but it's true is you post that kind of shit out there. You get 400 people that tell you, you know, that tell you that, um, You know, they're thinking about you and, and, you know, it cures everything from loneliness to insecurities to everything. Well, these people are thinking about me right now.
1: Well, here, here's the thing that goes through my mind. Yeah. First of all, you have to take a picture. Right. So you're sitting there with your iPhone or whatever, and you're trying to position your hand. Yeah. And then you're trying to get the best angle. So you uh-huh. can show the, 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 the most extreme damage. Sure. So, and you know, it wasn't a one-off shot. You had to take at least a half a dozen just to oh, see, course. Is, that, is that a good one? Wait a minute. Let me get it from this angle here. It's like click, yeah. click. And then you look, uh, no, I blur- blurred that one. My hand moved. Right. I got to click, click, click. Oh, that's a good one. Look, look, I can, I got all of it in there. Ooh, the damage is okay. Now. Now I have to pull up my social media. Then I have to get to my page. Now I have to upload that photo. Now I have to say something about it. Fucked up my hand today. (laughs) Look at this. And then you have to type about it. Yeah. And And then you got
2: to wait wait a minute before you finish. You have to end with the joke too. You have to end with. That's
1: how my day's going. How about yours oh yeah LOL <laughs> and then you have to go well wait a minute one picture is enough so let me see is there another angle I can get on that wait a minute I'm gonna load this one in there too All right here it is from all three sides mm-hmm. here's the top angle the bottom angle and then the side angle right just so you could see the damage that I sustained right and and now I've uploaded it. And here's what had happened. And then there's the joke. And then post.
2: Yeah, there you go. Whew. Done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, Jackal just posted the actual x ray of Randy's finger. Oh, well, there
1: you go. The x ray, too.
2: And you can see the finger just absolutely shattered.
1: Oh, that, well, look at that. That does look like it hurts. Well, yeah. Broke, his, broke his index finger. Yeah. Okay. Shouldn't pick your nose like that.
2: <laughs> I'm quite sure with him, he probably fucking halfway sawed it off with, you know, cutting down a tree or some shit. Yeah. Because that's what he does, right? That's his gig, right? I
1: think so. I think that's what he does. But yeah. that that's what goes through my mind about people who post shit like uh-huh. that on social media, about the effort and the thought process uh-huh. and the the uh, what you have to do in order to facilitate putting that out there. Sure, because it's not just a cl- click and post. It's oh. it's a whole process.
2: No, it is, and and you know what? I'm not even gonna gonna say that I haven't done it because I have.
1: I know you know, have.
2: I, I've done it a, a bunch of, especially when I was going through the divorce, because I know these fucking assholes that are listening right now are just scavenging through my fucking social media <laughs> looking for looking for any example of me saying, "Oh, look at my fucking broken leg." <laughs> yes, it's all there. I, I admit that I was a social media douchebag. I admit it, <laughs> but I at least fucking found the cure somewhat. Yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty much off social media these days.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what goes through my mind. It's like, man, how much effort did you have to go through in order to make that post out there?
2: Mm,
1: quite a few. Yeah. Get it, get everything in.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, you really do.
1: Ugh. You can have it. Yep. All right. I say we take a short break. What do you think? I'm in. Well, I, I got a song just for you and your, what was the guy who cold cocked you? Robert Lujan. Okay, Robert. The, this, this, uh, this song, I'm going to dedicate this. I don't know Robert, but I'm going to dedicate this song to uh, Robert and, and your encounter. Okay. I'm going to play some Tango Down, one of John Kibble's bands. All right. And uh, this is for you, Chris. Punching Bag. (laughs) Nice. Exclusively here. On your class.
2: All right. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And you know what else is a lot of fun? The CMS Podcast Network. That's right. CMSPN.com is the address. Make sure you go over there. Make sure you watch the episodes there, you listen to the episodes there, and maybe even just subscribe so it's delivered to your phone, to whatever podcasting software you use, but do it from cmspn.com. Once again, cmspn.com, cmspn.com, cmspn.com. We'll see you next time, fucks.